Blog Talk Radio. Today, the 
PC Recruiter, in case anyone has forgotten, is the Swiss army knife of recruiting software. Nintran, that's Nin with an H, <laughs> N-I-N-H, Tran, the COO of Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, the super-duper sourcing tool, and Nicholas Livingston, the CEO of Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T, the online interview technology. You know what? Jones is a Welsh name. Now, the guest today is from Wales, okay? That's why we're talking about Wales. And uh, Jones is one of the best names in the English language, if not the very best. It's easy to say. It sounds good. It's easy to spell. That's one of the greatest names, and it comes from Wales, right? Jerry, would you agree with me about that? Uh, one of the very best, yes, and that comes from uh -huh. Wales, indeed. Yeah, okay. You know, I know a lot yeah. about Wales right now. You do, eh? Okay. Yeah. Well, I've been uh, doing a lot of research on the Internet. Okay, because I don't know if the guest is here. Her name is Michelle Leatherby. Her name is not easy. How do you spell Leatherby? You guess. Guess, Jerry. Come on. Uh, L-E-A-T-H-E-R-B-Y. No A. Can you imagine what? that? Yeah. yeah. You can find her online. Yeah. That's yeah. unbelievable. How are you supposed to find her on LinkedIn or something? Absolutely, I had trouble. Okay, I couldn't she find it. She should her. change it to Jones if that's. I, I know that uh, <laughs> changing international people's names, such as hers, is kind of your specialty. Yeah. You got a lot yeah, of uh, support yeah. for that last week in your group. Uh huh. Telling people they need a new name is uh, yeah. very helpful. She needs. Very helpful. She needs to change your name because there's a there's a natural way to spell Leatherby. You demonstrated it, and she's got this goofy spelling of Leatherby. Okay. What did you say her first name is? Donna. Michelle. 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 Okay. Leatherby. Michelle, are Michelle you Leatherby here? From Wales. Michelle called in. Michelle called in. She told me she couldn't hear to hear anything. She couldn't do. We couldn't hear her, and now she's disappeared. I don't. What are we well, going to do? Talk about whales all distance. day. I mean, whales. I can't get over that. Whales. Whales. I feel so you know whales, but this isn't happening, is it? You know what whales means? Foreigner. They were Celts, huh. and then these Angles and the Saxons came into England, and they pushed them out to the outskirts, the West End. And so they called the people who lived there before them foreigners. That's the, the Welsh people. Okay, How far are they from uh, the Vikings? Uh, I don't know if the Long Vikings way made it over to Wales. I don't know. No, they're, they're on the other side of England. England's not far from the Vikings. That's did, why did they you watch got that the series on PBS? Now, let, let me see who's here, okay, because i got to start the show. Okay, I'm getting off track. Sorry. Who's here? Can, I'm going to do a roll call. Area code 111. Who's that? No answer. Thank you. Dude, that's, Area that's, code. Hi, that's, that's, that's Wales. That's her. That's not her. I don't know. Area code 903. Area code 903. Can you hear me? I know Je I can be heard. Jerry is talking to me. 903. 203. Area code 203. Is that's there something Kendra. wrong? Kendra! Hey, do you want to be the guest today? I mean, I don't have a guest. She disappeared. <laughs> About, I'm here. I, uh, no, I can't be the guest. I can't say anything honest. Why not? <laughs> You're in your office. Because I'm, I'm always looking, and I sit in an open area. Wow. You're always, cool. you're always looking for what? My for next gig. 
Yeah, yeah. But we're not we're not worried about, we're not worried about that. I got to get the show rolling. Let me just I'll tell you what. We'll bounce questions off you, and Jerry and I will pretend you're like the guest, and then Jerry and I will fill in the answers if you can't talk. I, I actually can't. You're going to have to give hour. us a, a Welsh accent. Can you do that? <laughs> okay. Look, I can't look. commit to the whole hour. What okay. About, neither can we. Okay. That's okay. But but we were going to sing a song by I was going to sing a song by Tom Jones, but Jerry told me Badfinger is a, a Welsh group as well. I didn't know that. So we're going to think sing a song by Badfinger. Are you up to that, uh, Kendra? I Kendra? can't sing, but you can recite Dylan Thomas poetry as well. No, we're not that. He's uh, we're getting Jerry. there. If you want it, you're ready want with it. me, Jerry. Come on. It is. It is. Come and get it. But you better hurry because it's going fast. If you want it, here it is. I can get it. But you got to make your mind up fast. Did I hear you say that there must be a catch? Would you walk away from a fool and his money? Sonny, honey. Okay, we got to, you know what? We got to get the go, show going. Look, if your client said, Kendra, that you're not allowed to eat meat, no one can eat meat in the office, would that cause a problem for you in terms of as a recruiter, finding people who would conform to that culture? This is for real, Okay. <laughs> I'm taking it right from the headlines. No answer. I told you I wanted a steak. Oh yeah, right. Okay. I can I can see a policy against reheating fish in the break room microwave. That's gone bad too many times in my life. And that's exactly what I have for lunch today too. Is a reheated fish? Yeah. What what kind of fish? Cod. Ah, I'd kick you out. Sorry, Kendra. (laughs) <laughs> okay, but what about what about recruiting? Here. What about recruiting? Because I've got stories about people, you know, making smelly food in the office. But this is about recruiting. A company is, you know, they're virtue uh, signalers. They said they don't want to have, uh, you know, complicate the ecosystem, and they want to be kind to animals. And so mm. nobody can eat meat in their office, none of the employees. Is that going to cause a problem for a recruiter? I don't really think so. No, Anybody I think it's opinion? a cultural statement. You know, it'll they'll attract a certain segment of more crunchy people. And, um, you know, I can't – we can't wear jeans at my company. And uh, there's people that find that an issue, but they just work with it. They don't wear jeans. Yeah, but how, how – you know, that's not a – if you've if you got a good job, wearing jeans is not the most important thing in the world. Likewise, if you want to eat meat, go out to a restaurant. You don't have to no, bring your burgers I'm, back. I'm against that. that the, the whole no meat – Uptight crowd. I mean, that's just the tip of the iceberg on that. I, you, you couldn't even get me in the lobby on that kind of a place. That's what I'm saying. That would become their yeah. brand. A certain segment of people would yeah. be attracted, and the rest would be turned off. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on. I think Michelle's here. Michelle, can you Hello? hear us? I can Yay. hear you. Oh, there yeah, we go. Great. Okay, Michelle Leatherby. Her Twitter name is L-E-T-H-E-R-B-Y-S. We've been talking about you, and you should add a, an A to your name. So it's I, leather I sounds did. like leather. I, I, heard you talk, I heard you talking. Um, yeah, but if you break it down, Leatherby is let her buy. So it just basically means just get out of my way. Okay. 
we're not that sharp, okay? And nobody no. else is either. Okay, <laughs> Michelle, Michelle, if your candidate, thank you, Kendra. I owe you thank one. Thank you, Kendra. If Great fill in. Yeah. Okay. If your can, yeah, she's got a, a husky. Uh, I'm going to say sexy voice. Okay, Kendra. Thank you. You know. Okay. If your candidate Michelle left her last job because she made a complaint about sexual harassment and she didn't feel that anybody supported her after doing that, and you know, she decided she was going to leave, would you have a hard time placing her after that? No, not personally. No. Okay. So no. I mean. Uh, so because if, you know, if the employer said, why did she leave her last place? And you said, well, you know, she made this complaint about sex harassment. He wouldn't. You wouldn't get say worry. that. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. That took us 12 minutes to hit an absolute bottom of stupidity barrel here. 12 minutes. 12-12. Come on. Here we are. Is that a new record? No. <laughs> I'm not even close. Hold on. Hold on. You don't Come mention on. sexual harassment as a reason for leaving a. God. What do you say? What do you say, I mean, Jerry? She wouldn't, she, wouldn't, she wouldn't be having much luck, would she? Because she would have been discriminated against in her previous job for sexual harassment, and then we've discriminated against her for speaking up. Yeah, yes, but okay, Michelle, Michelle, if you were going to present her to a company and, the, and your client said, Why'd she leave, or why did she want to leave? And you said, you know, she made a complaint about sexual harassment, and it hasn't been very nice for her since then. Everybody's giving her the cold shoulder, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, she's sure she's not going to be able to advance. Would you actually be honest about that, or are you like uh, Jerry uh-huh, on the dark side? If, if the candidate wanted me to, then yes. Otherwise, I'd suggest uh, another way of, of her having that conversation with them. Really? I am shocked. And, and unless, unless she didn't want, unless she didn't want to, and she wanted me to have okay. that conversation. Okay. If she didn't want to, if she didn't want to mention it, but that was the actual reason, what would you say instead? Uh, if, if she wanted to give them a different reason. Yeah, but that's that naming that a lie. I, I'm they not true reason in the office. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Um. <laughs> Okay, I mean, we're, uh, we got yeah. two opposite opinions here. Kendra, do you want to break the tie? Michael G. Cox, he's yeah. here. Michael G. Cox, what would you do, okay? Michael G. Cox advise? is an actual professional, so this might be a good, this, this might be a good tiebreaker. Okay, <laughs> okay Michael well, G. Cox. Hey, I'm just calling in. My, my apologies. What, uh, what was the question? <laughs> oh, gee whiz. I've been you I know you were here before I even started talking about this. You got a candidate, okay? Mm-hmm. Her current employer, she made a, a a complaint about sexual harassment. She's getting the cold shoulder in the office since then. There's no way she's going to advance there. It's very unpleasant. That's the reason she wants to leave. Would you tell the hiring manager that's the the case or you know, or would you come up with some other uh that, that's some more stupid the second time I heard the question. Yeah, sorry. It's more ridiculous than the first time. I'm sorry. Yeah, my my, my first question to the candidate would be, why the hell are you telling me? Um, mm. And no, I wouldn't tell I the hiring it. manager about that. That's stupid. You, no. You, why not? You, you have to, why I would not? tell the candidate, omit that from your, you know, from your conversation with any employer. Don't do that. You're shooting yourself in the foot. Well, Just say you're looking for a step forward in your career. I mean, since, since when do we have to tell the truth out here? <laughs> I mean, 
won't be long, Animal, before there are laws, at least in the United States, that you're not even going to be allowed to ask people. I mean, you can't talk to them about salary. It's going to be a series of grunts back and forth. Yeah, you just look at each other, and if it lasts for 20 minutes, you're in. Yeah, she she could could just say there was no career advancement opportunities there. I mean, that's a pretty straightforward one without (laughs) saying. You you know what? If if someone checks the references or or talks to her employer – then, uh, you know, the lie is going to be exposed. And, and no, I, I don't it's feel not. comfortable. It's just wrong again. <laughs> no no company in their right mind is going to say, uh, yeah, uh, she reported sexual harassment and uh, we let her go. Or anything even close to that. What planet are you on, man? God. I guess I'm on the wrong one. I'm, I'm on the wrong one because I live in a different world than you guys. Okay, well, I got you follow tell up us how you would handle this then. Come on, seriously. I'd be absolutely honest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so af- after you're absolutely honest, where would you find your next candidate? Yeah, okay. Jeez. Well, okay. And listen, <laughs> here's a follow-up question. Wow. These are right off the headlines. Michelle. Michelle, yeah. you with me? Okay. I'm with you. Would you defend a candidate... It came out that, you know, he's got some tweets from five or six years ago where he made jokes about rape and stuff like that. Oh, my God. This guy, James Gunn, this famous director, just got fired by Disney because they found from nine years ago he made a a joke about rape. Okay? That's for real. What was the joke? Did you keep keep the horrible questions for me to come on today? (laughs) (laughs) I read it in the last few days. I read an article about it today, and I said, I'm going to ask Michelle. You don't want to answer that question? I, would I, don't, I, don't, know how to, I don't know how to answer it, to be honest. Um, Great answer. It's one, of those, it's one of those ones you'd need a week to think about it, isn't it? Yeah. No. No. There's, <laughs> he made a joke ten years ago, nine years ago, five years ago. So what? I mean, it doesn't mean he's... I agree with you to an extent there because of how long ago it was and it, he's probably learnt his lesson, but that doesn't necessarily mean his views has changed on the topic, which could be quite derogatory. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Boss, he's a left winger. He's been crawling on his him. knees since that happened. Uh, okay, well, let's move on. Okay. Yeah. Here's a here's a question. Here's a, here's a question you might like better. Okay. How do you do? <laughs> How do you do business development? You you are an agency recruiter, so you bring in your own business. Am I right about that? Yeah. How yeah. do you do it? Um, how, how do you I mean, do predominantly, it? predominantly on the telephone, so phone sales. So what do you do? Call up somebody you've never spoken to before and, and uh, talk to – who do you talk to in the company? Are you are you talking, Michelle, and we can't hear you, or are you thinking? I can't hear. Can anybody hear? hear? Uh, okay, I can't hear you, Gomer Pyle. I can't hear you. Are you talking? I can hear you. I am. Good. Well, you you're going in and out. Start talking about business development. We I I need to know how do you how how do you do it? Okay, for my personal benefit. Okay. Yeah, so I, I use telephone prospecting. No more yeah. No more guests from your 
crap. I can't get take it, it, okay? Go ahead. <laughs> you know what? This from Europe? Well, you're fixed. Is, is Great Britain part of Europe? They're trying to get out, but they're still in right now. You know, you know what? Well, well, I'm going to give her line a bit of time to percolate, okay? And I'm yeah, going to do yeah. an ad. Hey, everybody. Recruiting Animal here for PC Recruiter. You know, there's all kinds of recruiters. There's recruiters in Wales. There's recruiters in Texas. There's recruiters in Indiana. There's guys doing staffing, direct hire, executive search. And some people say that all these different kinds of recruiters need different kinds of recruiting software. But I'm going to tell you something. That's not true. That's one of my taglines. That's not true. And I'll tell you why. Because PC Recruiter, a sponsor of this show, they make software that suits every kind of recruiting. And you know why? I'm going to tell you. There's one word that explains it. PC Recruiter is configurable. They don't impose their uh, workflow structure on you. You get the software. You configure it to suit yourself. And if you're too dumb to do it on your own, hey, just call their friendly tech staff. They'll be happy to help you. Okay, I would need the help, okay? I'm not embarrassed to say so. Anyway, and they don't care if you're just a solo recruiter in your basement or you're a part of a big team in a big company. Because big or small, we help them all. That's what PC Recruiter says. And here's what I say. If you're a recruiter, PC Recruiter loves you. So go check them out, please. What's the slur against solo recruiter in your basement? As if that's the insignificant left side of the spectrum. Dude, well, you just start picking your words a little more, a little more closely. No, if you're if you're a solo recruiter, you're not buying a tons of seats. I mean, you're not that important a customer. Okay, from so a money solo recruiter then. That that covers it. Not solo recruiter in your basement. Why don't you say solo recruiter in your mom's basement? Serving yeah, power. Okay. You know well, that's <laughs> even that's even worse. Okay. Well, in your basement, see, so come on, man. Okay, Jerry. Dude, you just don't live in the States. You'll never understand the pressure we have to choose the right words every time. Every time, I, Animal. I, I believe, Not most of no, the time. No. Always. Yeah, no. I believe that rhetoric is very important in getting the message across. And salespeople, like we're talking about now, business development, rhetoric mm-hmm. is important. That's why I'm going to ask Michelle if she can hear me <laughs> to I tell me if I can hear me. her. Yes, I can now. Thank you. I want to know how you do business development. I think you told us before the first thing you do is get on the phone. And I'm wondering, how do you pick a company to call? Who do you call in the company? How do you figure that out? What do you say to the receptionist? Okay, those are the first steps. Please explain to me, okay? Okay, okay. So um, I probably have a list of companies put into the database. So, for example, I'll choose a location such as a region. And then the companies that I'm looking for, say, recruitment agencies specifically within Cardiff, um, I'll pop a 50 of them into the, the database um, the day before, the evening before, with a boot to start calling through them the following morning. So Hold then, on a second. Why are you calling recruiting agencies? You're recruiting for companies, I thought. Am I wrong? Are you recruiting recruiters? I do both. I recruit recruiters as well, yes. Okay. okay. Yeah, I was using that as an example. Obviously, um, I do no, plain and plan. No, don't use recruiters. That's a special okay. case. Use a company, okay. please. Okay. Yes. Okay. 
So crane and plant companies then, for example. I list all the crane and plant companies throughout maybe the Midlands, um, and then I'll start calling through those. So uh, exactly like you just suggested with prospecting, you call up the receptionist, you ask who deals with recruitment for the company. Um, you can probably find that information out on LinkedIn, but it just helps to build that rapport and get that connection. Ask, hold on a second. No, no, I, I, I'm confused. You say who does recruitment and they're going to put you down to HR, human resources. You want to talk to them first? No, because within crane and plant industry, you've got a lot less HR division. So you tend to go directly through to one of the senior management team. So you tend to go through to the director mm. or the operations manager or project manager, sometimes finance. Oh, so you, okay. So you, what, you industry, what, industry, what industry is this that you're talking about? I can't make it out. What, what did you say? Crane and plant. Oh, cranes. Okay. You mean yeah. big companies producing big machinery like that? They don't have an HR department. And they'll put you through uh, directly. When you, when you talk to the receptionist, she'll put you through to a, a hiring manager. That's what you're saying, right? That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So, so some of the larger ones would because they'd be manufacturers, for example. They'd have lots of different divisions. They'd have a HR division. But a lot of the smaller ones. The, you know what? i got to uh, tell you something. HR company. is low class. HR. HR is low class. It's HR, okay? HR. Raise yourself up a bit. I'm going to teach you something on this show. Ah. It's HR, not HR, okay? Now, what next step. HR. H for human. Uh, yeah, that's not what we say. Okay. Human. Yeah. Okay, let's move. Yeah, let's move forward. So now you've got the, the hiring manager uh, you put through. He or she says, hello, what do you say? I'm dedicated recruiters to the heavy lift industry, having been in that sector for 10 years. So I've got a well-established network of of candidates available and what kind of positions do they struggle with? What can what can I help with at the moment? Really, it's that simple, and you it's, get business pretty, that way. Pretty straightforward. It's pretty straightforward because you go in directly to the manager who's incredibly busy. So if he also has the responsibility of recruiting, then you just kind of want to get to the point because he hasn't got time to waste by adding fluff. Um, and as uh-huh. soon as he knows that you do exactly what you do is which is is relevant to, to what he needs, then he knows you know your stuff. He knows that you know the industry and what he'll need. So it's a pretty straightforward call for him. Okay, then. hold on. Let me throw you a curve. I noticed on your LinkedIn profile that you have actually switched. You have actually switched, Michelle, from I think yeah. you were doing lawyers when you first started as a recruiter 20 years ago, <laughs> and then you moved into these cranes and oil and gas. So you've been moving around. Uh, what if you call somebody up to get business and you can't say, I've worked 10 years in your field? How do you get business then? It's the same process, really, isn't it? You know, once you've been doing recruitment for uh, a long time, regardless of the sector and the position, um, I mean, having been in recruitment for almost 20 years, I've probably dealt with all types of different roles. So whether they come at me with a sales role, a finance role, or anything direct allowed. Okay, but how do you present yourself? Because you, you said you establish your credibility by telling them right off the mm-hmm. bat, I got 10 years' experience in your tech, in your field, and I've got a fantastic uh, network that I can, you know, pull people out of right away. What if you can't say that? How do you establish your credentials then? Okay, so what, do you mean a completely new sector like IT or something like that? No, I, I, I don't know. You've, you've moved around. Let's say you were in lawyers on Friday 
now it's Monday. You're moving into <laughs> I don't know. Why do you feel that you need to quantify your experience as a number of years? That's I mean, what how? Michelle did. That's what she did, okay? Okay, I, must have yeah, I, I, that. I don't. I don't do that in a sales call, though. I don't go in and say, hi, I'm Michelle. I've been in recruitment for 20 years. Um, yeah. I suppose if it was a completely new sector that I had absolutely no previous experience in, such as IT, then maybe I'd call on, on that mm-hmm. at that point. But, you know, okay. it's, it's, a, it's a people process at the end of the day, isn't it? Um, I'd use the fact that, you know, I, I keep clients for, and I've got same clients that I've had for the last 10 years. They keep coming back. They refer me to new clients, so I'd use all of those elements. I've got a kind of a side question here. Uh, Michelle, how, how are you able to have a LinkedIn um, profile with, without a profile picture, actually? I went to look you up on LinkedIn while we're talking here, and it appears there is no profile picture. Is that I, – I was no, going off for having a cartoon picture years ago. I said, you have to have a – that's one of the requirements, isn't it, folks? A professional I picture? A, I do have a LinkedIn picture. I, I, I don't know why it's not coming up, but I do, do have one I didn't one see there. it either. I wondered about that, too. Thank you, Jerry. Okay. You're welcome. It looks like there's a picture of a, an actress. Yeah. Vox pictures. Uh, Our guest is a fanatic. Okay. Oh, she's a fanatic uh, for this TV series over there called Keeping no, Faith or something mean, like that. Yes. No, I, I have a picture. My my picture is there as my image, but that's the background. You can change the background images. Yeah, huh. but we can't see yeah. your picture, okay? Maybe yeah, it's okay. a show yeah, in I mean, North America. I mean, it matters to me. I mean, it's just, just interesting. Yeah, okay. I mean, just, okay. just, just, to, just okay. to drop a bomb on that one, the reason that picture is up in the background is because my daughter is 13 and she's acting in that show. Oh, cool. So oh, really? I have it up, yeah. Okay. I'm promoting is she bringing it. In a lot of, is she bringing in a lot of money? You've got a slow period. Um, Not enough yet. Okay. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, how much coaching does a candidate need before an interview? Okay. Do you do you coach yeah. candidates before they go in? I do. Yes. I never used to. Um, I just find that they need it a lot more these days. Um, so yeah, I think I think I, it, it depends on how they come across. Um, I prepare them on understanding about the company, understanding what the company is looking for and what they'd be looking from them as an individual. I just recently today had a guy go in for interview. He had to do a presentation because they were sitting on the fence about him. And I did quite a bit of, of coaching with him. He comes across quite confident and bubbly, but he just needed to sell himself. He had the potential for the role, but it was a new industry. Like you just asked me, he was going from construction into into IT. So we, we had to talk about understanding understanding the market so that he could you know why he wanted to change sectors and so on. So, so you yeah. told them what you told them what to say and then rehearse the lines with them? Is that essentially what happened? I'm not clear. No, no, I just told him what they would be looking for. Um they'd they okay, want so to know that. You did you did like he didn't do the research, you did it for him essentially. You assimilated everything. No. You told him about the company. No? No, no. Um, he had to do a presentation on them anyway, um, so he uh-huh. had to go away and he had to look at their past, their present, and their future. 
Um, so uh-huh. that was an opportunity for him to do all of that himself. And I just told him, I, I had to coach him what they were looking for from him. They, they, they're very specific in what they're looking so for. So how much candidates. time? How much time? Was that five minutes or a half an hour or an hour? How much time did you spend coaching the candidate before it was probably he went in? About 20, it was probably about 20 to 30 minutes because okay. we were talking now, about I'm, what I'm about, I'm curious about a remark you made. You said, I never had to coach people before. Are you saying that the younger generation is stupid or, or ignorant, or <laughs> or is it just everybody is, is uh, la- What's Why do you have to coach people now and you didn't have to do it before? Um, I think because before, when I was, um, my focus was construction, crane, and plant. Um, these guys yeah. were seasoned guys. They, they'd done it as an industry before. They were contracting, so they'd know what to do and what they were looking for going in. Uh, more recently, I know you mentioned not concentrate on it, but I've been doing rec to rec, um, and the amount of recruiters that just don't know how to sell themselves is just oh really? I've surprising. heard that there's somebody. I've yeah. heard they're the worst candidates possible. That they often don't show up for the uh, interview. Is that true? That they're the I've worst. I had. Yeah, I've been doing rec to rec less than a year because construction can take quite a long time for a placement to go through. Um, I I've done some rec to rec, thinking that they'd be kind of quicker placements, although they're a lot smaller fees, uh, so that they would balance each other out for me whilst I was setting up. And definitely the hardest sector I've worked in, as you can see, I've worked in quite a few. Really? So, yeah, they, wow. I've had a few not turn up for interview. I've had, I've had a few not turn up on the first day, start day. Wow. And does anybody else on the line find that strange? I thought, you know, these are recruiters. They know the business. They know how it's supposed to work. They would do everything without coaching. But, in fact, yeah. they're the worst. I, 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 is anybody else surprised or is it just me? Michael I've also had to, start I had to start coaching on CVs as well because the CVs just, again, there's no achievements on it. There's no track record. They don't know what they've been billing over the last year or if they're hitting quotas. But when they say they don't know what they're hitting quotas, it kind of makes you wonder whether they have that's shameful. Yeah. Come on, I'm asking Jerry, Michael, Kendra. Is there anybody here who agrees with me? It's a shocker. Well, no, what was the shocker? Answer. I missed that. I was I was grabbing a glass of water. Oh yeah, right. Okay. What was the shocker? Hey man, come on. Lay These it on me. recruiters. Michelle is recruiting recruiters for the past year, and I said I'd heard that they're the worst candidates possible. They don't show up for the interviews or the start date. Yes, they are. She said they are. They're horrible. Uh, yeah. Most are just flat-out scumbags. Yep. Really? If you're not going to start your own agency, otherwise you're just a lion scumbag. Okay, yeah, hold on. Yeah. Sorry. But, but Alan, but look, didn't you? I'm, I was surprised. I expected they know the ropes. They're the they best do, and candidate, that's the problem. not the worst. They do, Why and that's that the problem. problem. Why is because that a problem? What? Because they already know the dance. If they want to, they can get through the first. They can get through the first couple of steps if they want to. But if they, if they, a lot of them look 80, 20, 90, 10 rule. It's they're they're the worst candidates. I've built teams. Okay, you're not making it's, any it's, sense. I got to do, oh, do, do an ad. Oh, I have to do an ad. Oh, yeah, don't waste my add? time. Can I? Can Hold I just on. add? I, I, I think I think there's a few reasons. No. I think if if they work in a sector where they have people let them down, they think it's okay themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the other hand, you have the recruiters that, that let you down. You don't really know or understand why. But then that probably says a lot about them as a recruiter as well, in terms of getting back to their candidates, getting back to their clients. 
Well, somebody thought they were good enough to hire, and they, but you said they don't show on the start date. I mean, doesn't it come out in the interview? Are you must you, if you thought these guys were good enough to place, you must be surprised when they don't show. God, okay, I'm surprised. Anyway, let me move on. I got to do an ad for my good friends at Hire Tool. H I R E T U A L. It's the super duper sourcing tool. Everybody loves it. Everybody's shouting about how good it is. This is how it works. You go to hiretool.com. You put in in natural language, regular English, okay? You put in your search requirements. The tool, Hire Tool, it creates a search string for you. You don't have to know anything about Boolean. It does it. It searches all kinds of sites, GitHub, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever you want, okay? And then it returns a list of candidates ranked from top to bottom in how closely they match your uh, job spec. And it also guesses, you know, what their salary range is going to be. It guesses which of these people are going to be most likely to be ready to leave. Also, Hire Tool is famous for giving you good contact information, personal and professional email personal and professional phone numbers, you can go to the site and get their free Chrome extension and try it out. You can try out that uh, contact information. Nintran is my contact there, but there's lots of other friendly people as well. HireTool.com, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. Back to our good friend, Michelle. Michelle, what do you want to talk about? I've got tons of questions. But, you know, we're, we're, we're moving on in the show. You missed the first 10 minutes, unfortunately, for technical problems. What do you want to talk about? Anything special? I have nothing special. Um, oh, boy. It, Good. Yeah. yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I, 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 I listened that, to a, a few of your yeah. um, previous yeah. talks to, to kind of know what yeah. to expect today. Um, yeah. and, and that didn't allow enough room in my brain for me to think of anything special. Uh-huh. Okay. So. All right. Okay. <laughs> Let so me I'm ask you, go with when, do you, do you, when you're recruiting candidates, do you cold call them at work? Do you use the phone, or are you email-oriented? Telephone. So <laughs> I call them, and if they can't take the call, then we'll arrange yeah. time, or I'll text, um, or I'll email. Uh-huh. Okay. So how do you source your candidates? How, first of all, where do you find them? On LinkedIn, or how do you find your candidates? Um, yes, everywhere really. Um, I, I source from a couple of different platforms. Um, can't just rely on one. So job sites. Um, I actively source from job sites. Um, I post job adverts, but they could be hit or miss. That's probably more about getting the brand out. Um, LinkedIn and referrals. I try and do a lot with referrals as well. So. Okay, here's a question. When you call somebody up out of the blue, you've never spoken to them before. Do you pitch the job? the specific job on the first call, or do you spend the first call trying to build rapport and then arrange for an interview later on? I spend the first call trying to build rapport, but if there's an opportunity to pitch on the job, um, just to give them that hook that there's a relevance to it, then I, I will do so. Hold on. So you actually, no, no, do you present the first call? What do you say? I'm working on a position, and I saw your profile, and I think it's good for you. I'd like to talk to you about it. You do that and then start talking about the job, or you just say, you know, how many kids do you have? How's how's your wife? You know, I, I'm a friendly recruiter. I want to be your pal. Uh, I was wondering if we could have a conversation later on. Which no, one of those more, two options? More more aligned with the pitch. 
So, so you it, actually go in. Specific. Yeah, you go yeah. for the jugular. You get the person on the phone, and you say, look, yeah. I want to talk about this job. If you're free to talk about it, yeah. let's do it right now. Yeah? Yeah. yeah? So I ask about the kids, yeah. Okay. And what about if, they, if they're not interested? What if they say, first thing they ask is, how much are they paying? What do you say? Oh, you I tell hate them? that question. Uh, no, yeah, what do you, how do you parry it? It's always a difficult one, isn't it? Because the, the client usually gives you a guide. Some clients don't give you a guide at all, but you know that they'll fall in line with market rates. So, um, and, and it can vary depending on the candidate's level of experience. So, you know, someone might come from one, one role and be on 30, another one might be on, on 40, but they bring different qualities with them. Are yeah. you telling me that you don't know that the client doesn't give you a salary range? Not always, no. More often than not, no? they give you a guy. How can you recruit? How can you recruit without knowing a salary? It's not against the law. The government hasn't prescribed that. Because how, it's, you, it's, how can you? It Go seems ahead. different in the UK to the US market. I, I listened to the, this topic come up quite a lot in the US market about not asking candidates for salaries and, and, and so on and so forth. But in the UK, um, I think there's, there seems to be a lot less negotiating in the UK market than the US, from, from, from what I can tell. I might be completely wrong because I don't know the US market. But yeah, it's essentially in line with market rates that people don't yeah, jump but look, no, that's not what I'm asking you right now. That's not what I'm asking. Look, okay. you have to establish somehow that the money that you're willing to pay fits into the demands or requirements of the candidate. So, or it sounds like you don't talk salary at all. You don't. It's not really an issue for you. You don't. No, you don't even know what. I don't know what my no. client wants to pay. Hey, okay, I don't know. We definitely talk salary. Yeah, we definitely talk salary. The, um, it's very rarely the first question that they ask, um, and it's usually the something that comes up at the end. Once they've established when are they interested or suitable for the position I have, to what is it that they are looking for for the, from their career, whether it's the Hold position Hold on a I second, have. wait. What do they say? Do they say, who's it with? Is that one of the first questions? And do you, or do you that, tell them who it's with? That can be one of the other first questions. No, I don't tell them who it's with. How do you pair, how do you sideline that question? I can't tell you right now. How, what do you say to them? Yeah, exactly what you said. I can't tell you right now. Um, the client asks, you know, for, for it to be confidential. You know how competitive the market can be. Um, let's establish if it's something that you want to move forward with. And if you do want to move forward, then of course I'll send you the company website. You can have a look at the background before we put your details across. So they know that they will know who the, who they are going to. I, I don't send them uh -huh. without telling them who the company is. But that's once we've established that it's the right opportunity, okay. do, right package. And they do you leave that. voicemail? Do you leave voicemail? Sorry, I yes. know people don't like this question. You do leave it. Every time. How many, voice, how many voicemails will you leave till, till, till you get a call back? Um, oh, to the same person, probably yeah. two or three maximum. I drop a text okay. message as well and then give up. Or just keep trying to call. Are you will you leave ten messages? Will you leave ten messages? No. If necessary. I, I so if, they, if you don't hear back, if you Sorry? don't hear back, you'll if you don't hear back from them after two or three messages, you'll let them go. Is that what you're saying? Well, I probably found someone else by that point because oh you really? Two or three messages easy? over a few days. Uh -huh. Yeah, I, I'll have Do a call people. Do people ever get mad at you for calling them? No, no, not Never? for the experience. 
I read yeah. today. Uh, I read today. Michael G. Cox posted from uh, Adam Karpiak. He emailed the guy on LinkedIn, and the guy said, "How dare you? How you dare you contact me at work or something like that?" People here are are very sensitive. I guess you know they're a little smarter, maybe uh, in Wales or you you but you recruit all around the world. You're an international uh, jet setter, according to your LinkedIn profile. What about this? Do you? I'm going to guess I know the answer. Do you think face-to-face meetings are very important, that they give people a chance to know you better and you make more of an impression on them, especially the clients? Do you believe in face-to-face? Definitely. I think face-to-face is what cements it majority of the time. What? Sorry, I can't hear you. Sorry, yes. I think face-to-face is what cements the longer-term relationship the majority of the time. Really? Why? Um, I think it just gives that extra additional level of of rapport, really, doesn't it? Um, it's, it's not to say, I mean, I have built long-term relationships with, with clients and ongoing business from just over the phone. But I think the ones when you've taken the time to go and meet them as well, regardless of how long you've been working with them beforehand, just gives you that additional security, really, and, you know, the level of customer service. Uh-huh. You know what? I I'm going to ask you a question. Okay, yeah. I, I know there's a lot of people on the line that agree with you. Jerry agrees. I don't. You don't? I, I think it can backfire. Okay, because, you know, you might be a good recruiter, but you've got, you know, you might not have the gift of gab to go in there and, you know, talk about whatever. If you're just yeah. on the phone, it's more business. You don't have to socialize with the person. Okay? That's yeah. my belief. Okay. Now, do you believe... I'll let you answer the question after. I have to do that. Do you believe there's a bias against mothers uh, in the job market? I've read that when a job candidate lets somebody know that she is a parent, that, you know, uh, there's a lot less uh, um, likelihood that she's going to be offered the job if there's a a candidate of equal uh, experience and status who is not a parent or is a man with kids. It's only mothers. Fathers don't have that problem, okay? Think about that, and I'm going to do an ad for my good friends at Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T. I know that Michelle's child, I don't know if it's a boy or a girl, has a cold, and I have a cold as well, okay? And I think Jerry's got people at his place. Everybody's got a cold, and we're all in different parts of the world, okay? I don't know if we caught it from the same person. Probably not. But anyway, Honeit is phone interview technology. The candidate, I'm going to tell you how it works. The candidate and the recruiter, they dial into the interview, just like you're making an ordinary phone call. They have an interview, the regular conversation, everything simple, only it's recorded. It's recorded. So you end up with an audio recording, and it's also immediately turned into a transcript. So you can read it and search it for keywords. So you don't have to worry about taking notes. You can take notes, but you don't have to worry about typing really fast or writing really fast. Because if you miss something, boom, it's there already for you. Okay? And then it makes it really easy to share the information with a bunch of people. They don't have to interview the same candidate, you know, a hundred times and ask the same questions over and over. And listen to this. If you've got a question that's really important, when you start out that part of the conversation, you press a button, and then when you finish that part of the conversation, you press a button again, it creates a clip that you can pass on to the hiring manager and say, remember, this is the most important question. Just listen to this part of the conversation. And it targets 
the key parts. It, you know, it records everything, but the key parts, the key issues are targeted, right? Okay. So please go check it out at honeitit.com. H O <laughs> I spelled it wrong. I told you I got it called. H O N E I T dot com. Hone it dot com. Not hone it IT. Hone it dot com. Thank you. Michelle, is there prejudice against mothers? I don't think so. Um, I see plenty of mothers working. Uh-huh. And I think if there was a bias, it would be more along the lines of, of pregnancy, another pregnancy. This is just an opinion, of course. Um, you know, would they be going on maternity leave again if they were to have another one soon? I think those would be more of a concern um, and, and I don't know, an element to the bias than the fact that they were a mum. Because I think... Okay, you're going more... on. Forget it. Forget it. Okay. I heard you, got, you, gave me, you gave me the answer you don't know. Okay. <coughs> Sorry, I'm sick. I'm sick. i got to make it for another 10 minutes. Do you ask, does anybody else have a question? I'm open. You know, I, you know, maybe I'm boring, okay? I'm open to anything. So Michelle. Yeah. Michelle, okay. When you uh, are on the phone, on the first contact with one of these people, the person, you know, comes and says, look, Michelle, I'm not really interested. Will you go in and ask for a referral right away? Or do you think that's ridiculous and, you know, you have to cultivate this person over a number of months before you can ask him or her to share other people's names with you? Okay, I don't know if you're going to shout at me for this, but yes, I do ask them for a referral. The first contact? Um, if if it's, a re- if it's relevant, yes. Not not every single call or person or job that I'm working do, on. Do you get, do you get referrals? Do you get referrals? Yes. Okay, so it's tell me how to do it. Nice to well, what's so nice, nice about you? It's well, nice, how are you nice? My accent, what? can you tell? <laughs> it's, it's kind of a weird accent. It's like half Irish or something like that. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> okay, is that it? Your accent sells should I pretend I I have I don't know if I could imitate a Welsh no. accent, but if I pretend I have an accent, you think I'm going to have an extra? Maybe it's because you're a woman. Is that is that fair? Are you dealing mostly with men? Uh, I, I do deal predominantly with men in the sector, yeah. But, no, I don't think that's the, the reason. Okay. Um, I think it's just, just because I, 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 I talk to them. I show interest. If they're not interested in the role, is there anything else I can help them with? Are they looking for something different? Should we keep uh-huh. in touch? You know, just kind of that rapport. Um, get a bit of a conversation going with them. And then, oh, oh, by the way, do you happen to know anyone else that might be interested? Do do, you, do your candidates have to take personality tests very often? Uh, no, I don't. Doing maybe? Oh no, I'm losing you. Hold on. Part of me. Do you, do you have to take personality tests? Yes or no? I didn't get that. Hear hear that answer. No, no, I don't. I don't take. Them. Really? Okay. No. Wow. I, that, that that was my question to you actually. Should I be taking them? Yeah. You know what? I have a, had a guest on a few weeks ago who I was very impressed by, uh, a psychologist, and he said they're really good and they really work, but all the recruiters were against it. They said they're yeah. not good, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. He, I'm, said I'm, resume, go ahead. he said resumes and interviews are, u- or interviews are useless. You just get the resume, get the person to do a personality test online, and you can hire based on that. Sorry, what were you going to say? 
Um, yeah, I had, uh, it was a few years ago now, but I had some really senior level um, people go for uh, a senior sales job within credit. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they, their track record was immense. It was fantastic. Um, and they had, they did a psycho- psychology test and it just gave the complete opposite information on them. But this guy had a track record with references and recommendations and, you know, so I, I don't think that they can always be be trusted. Uh-huh. How many interviews do your candidates usually have to have? Um, just between one and two. I'd say it's probably a 50-50 split, whether it's one interview or two interviews. Oh, really? That's with, it. Okay. With, so with, you, with a client, yes. So you yeah, don't have them dragging it out. You know, the, your 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 no. clients don't drag it out through five interviews and, and something like that. Because Michael G. No. Cox was writing no. on Twitter that – it happens to him. There's five or six interviews. By the time they get finished and ready to make a decision, the candidate has gone somewhere else. That's not your experience. No, that, that's only been one or two occasions when it's maybe been a senior director level with one of the, the big blue chip international companies. And they, you know, they're in Asia and the company's in the Middle East. And they want them to talk to every different CEO and director, and then you lose them before the end of the process because there's like four interviews. But that's not generally my day-to-day recruitment. That's just usually a one-off. Uh-huh. How did you pick up these? You do business in the Middle East and, 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 and Asia, and so how did you get that kind of business? Um, I started out in that industry about 10 years ago, um, and it was a very niche market in the UK for the company I was working for. Uh, and I could just see a pattern where a lot of these these guys, these crane operators, were going to work overseas for three times the salary than they were earning in the UK and expat benefits. So I just thought, well, hang on, obviously there's a market there. And a lot of them were going out to the Middle East and to Africa. So I just started contacting companies in the Middle East, and they were just like, yeah, great, we need lots of expats, send them across. Hold on a second. Hold it. on a second. So you, you phoned companies where English is not the main language and asked yeah. to speak to the hiring manager again? Is that that's what you did? Yeah, yeah. They, they, they do speak English. It's just not their main language. But they speak English widely in the Middle East. Sorry, you're breaking up again. What did you say? What did you say? They have, they have, don't they? And English is one of the languages. Okay, but they don't, they don't. They don't so, so you tell them, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a headhunter in Great Britain, and I can get you people from here to relocate to your part of the world. Yeah, I've got a, a good pipeline. Is that what you said? That's your presentation, essentially? And they say, great. Is that it? Essentially. Yeah. 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 Okay. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, I'm losing you. Too. Let's see if we've we got two more minutes left in us because uh, I, can't, I can barely hear what you're saying. What's the best recruiting advice that you've ever received? Did you, did you, can you remember it that you thought, boy, this made a big difference to me after you started doing something different? that you weren't doing before? Something different that I wasn't doing before. Yeah, did you ever learn anything in recruiting? Um, I don't know, maybe you took a course. I don't know. But maybe you went to a, a recruiting conference. I don't know. Maybe you have a friend who's a recruiter and said, yeah. Michelle, why don't you try this? Did you ever learn anything in recruiting that you thought was quite important? No, I mean, yeah. I just told you the database. Was that? You know, we, that that was the training that 
has got me through to today. So um, I'd say that the biggest part I probably learned was selling candidates in to clients rather than vacancies. That's been massive over, you know, since learning that one, that's been a, a big... What was that? Repeat that to me so I can hear it, and we're going to end the show because I can barely hear what you're talking about now. What did you learn? Yeah. Turning candidates into clients? Um, no, selling candidates, selling candidates into companies instead of just gathering vacancies. So how do you do that? So you you, you have a, a hot candidate or a you know a key candidate, and then you you know you draw up a list of clients that they would be suitable for, and then you sell them into the client. Okay, so, so you mean marketing, marketing candidates. Yeah. Yes. Okay, okay. Yes. Michael G. Cox, are you area code 210? Do you have a question before I finish off? Okay, I just he's a smart guy. I thought I would ask a question. Michelle, do you have any final words? Uh, I don't. Thank you for having me. I was petrified. Thank you. I'm really fun. sorry that we had, you know, I'm sorry we had all these technical problems. But for the major part of the show, I could hear you, and you could hear me. So Michelle Leatherby, at L-E-T-H-E-R-B-Y-S.